Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Am I even here? <sighs> this show is destined to be the shit on Rob show. I don't know how else I can say it, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sad. I'm upset. I'm angry. Um... Yeah, this is going to be one of the hardest shows I think I will ever have to do. Yeah, and a week ago it could have been like one of the this best could shows. have been one of the most exciting, most like holy shit shows ever, mm-hmm. and now it is the holy shit. This is the worst possible scenario mm-hmm. for just a multitude <laughs> of reasons, and we're going to get to all of them. Um, it, it's we're talking the Super Bowl, we're talking AFC NFC Championship games. We're talking the debacle that is WrestleMania. Um, Oh, God. It's just... Maybe maybe we can talk about AEW after it. Maybe Lift Spirits. Revolution might be fine. Like what? We're going to talk about that sweet segment by the... uh, the Bang Bang Gun Club people where they just walked out, said their (laughs) catchphrases, and then left for no reason. No build. No... Just, (laughs) hey... I did. Think We've got really, cardboard. Hey, that was really. I, I did think that was funny. I was like, I, I was like, they did nothing. But I was like, what was the point? I was very. I was just confused. I'm like, did I miss something? I thought. I, I also something. thought I was. I thought this week was going to be the show where Sting and Darby challenge for the tag titles, it's, and that's this upcoming week. And I was disappointed. Well, because I, I mistimed it. I was <laughs> like, oh shit, it's next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just saying because this show we had that, and then you have the Hangman Swerve three match that I can't imagine actually finishes, but I can't imagine the tag title match finishes. Either now that they did that tease with the Bucks, I went, "Oh, you're gonna screw him, and that's how we're gonna get there. And mm-hmm. you're not gonna give Sting his flowers." <sighs> I hate everything. <laughs> Can we talk about? No, God. No, God, please, ah! no! I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself, and it's your fault. <laughs> your fault, Mike. It's, it's your fault. What about? basketball the pistons are oh, no they're the worst all right anyway it's yeah, I got all it's michigan just, basketball oh they're nope. the worst in the big 10 oh, oh my bad. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. great hey michigan football won the big 10 or won the uh, national, championship. national championship i know it feels like eight years ago but it funny did, enough it did just not yeah. um yeah so we're gonna talk about it Let, let's just let's start off let's start off with the afc NFC championship games Let's talk with the AFC title game. Kansas City Chiefs get the win over the Baltimore Ravens. You guys have heard enough breakdown on this game. Um, I kind of want to take a different slant at it, though, in terms of, you know, Baltimore's coaching staff, I think rightfully so, is getting a little bit of flack on their game plan for this game. Mm-hmm. I think Lamar is getting a little bit of flack for this game. I don't think he played particularly well either at major points in the game. Um, where does Baltimore go? After this, it felt like it was theirs to lose and they managed to lose it. So it was like, I, I don't know what else you could have asked for. The number one seed, you had home field advantage throughout. You have the MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. And you, like, it, it feels very like Roger Packer-esque time yeah. for them right now. Like, where does Baltimore go? I mean, you lose your defensive coordinator. Um to your Seattle Seahawks, congratulations! Um, You're so happy. Mm-hmm. You say that until you know. I mean, he, listen, he, shit he runs f- the ball on third and five, and you go, "God damn it, throw the ball!" <laughs> <laughs> We're defensive minded here. Um, <laughs> we went with defense. Yeah, um, it can't be worse. with Pete Carroll's throwing out there. Hey, listen, weird. he's still clapping and chewing gum somewhere. All right, yeah, he he's still clapping. Uh, but um, you know, where where does Baltimore go after this? It just yeah. feels like this kind of felt like their time. Get it done, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you felt like that. I, I still feel like that defense is pretty damn stacked from top to bottom, and yet somehow we're still talking about the flying Kermits over there <laughs> and uh, the Swifties. Taylor Swift's going to the Super Bowl. I don't know if you noticed that or yeah. not. So she's gonna be in Japan like the day before. Yeah, but she'll, she's she'll going to the Super Bowl. She's going to the Super Bowl. She'll make it there. Well, she's somehow. gonna make it there. And then her and Travis are just going to smoochy smoochy all over that trophy, and it's mm-hmm. going to make it. She's going to be the first one to kiss the trophy when they win it. 
Actually. Yeah, she'll be the one touching it. Like, we present this trophy to, to Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Yeah. And then Travis goes, like, can I touch it? And she's like, what did I tell you about talking? And then he just, like, walks off. <laughs> Go to your podcast or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I'm sorry. Were you allowed to speak? I don't think so. <laughs> Here's a $100 bill. Go figure it out. All right? Because she's so loaded. You know what I mean? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. But it just feels like Baltimore really missed on a big opportunity. Because I feel like no matter who came out of the NFC title game, they were going to be... Clear favorites yes. uh, to handle it. Um, what's the spread right now? Do you know on the game? Niners minus two and a half. Really? That's shocking to me, quite frankly. I'm, I would, I'm going to take the Chiefs on that one. Um, <laughs> but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but for Baltimore, though, where, if, if you're a Baltimore, if, if you're looking at this team, like what do you what would you say to Baltimore fans? Because I'm kind of speechless. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Your defense is awesome. You finally got receivers. You have a run game. You have the MVP of the league. You have one of the best coaches in football, supposedly. And yet, yeah, it's 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 quite unfortunate. You just um, say, "Well, Mahomes, kinda." Yeah. Uh, like I'm not like honestly, it's what you say to the Colts and the Steelers when Brady was there. <laughs> yeah. As you go, you just run into that guy. And he's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I was I texted the whale man during the game, yep. and I was like, he's just honestly unbelievable. Yeah, I just I just can't comprehend how you go into these games and it's you go legit stupid. Like it just it feels like like you go into that Buffalo game and I think Buffalo's thing was they they had a lot of injuries going in, but mm-hmm. I still think they should have won and like could have won. Mm-hmm. But you could tell that they just weren't a hundred percent going into that game. This Baltimore game, I was like, you don't have any Anything. excuses. Mm-hmm. Like it's you're at home, you're fully healthy. Mark mm-hmm. Andrews came back for this game. You're all pro tight end, and it was like. Yeah, he's he's just yeah. better. I think Steve Spagnuolo deserves a ton of credit too. Their defense right now is playing out of their minds. Yeah, I mean the, they really shut Baltimore's offense down. Yeah, the whole pe- first people half. made this a point, and it's it's something for real. Where the Chiefs are in a perfect spot, where that what Steve Spagnuolo is never going to get looked at for a head coaching spot. No, because his Rams run was so bad. It was so bad, but he's such a good defensive coordinator that mm-hmm. he's just going to be with the Chiefs. Until he retires. Until he retires or mm-hmm. until Andy leaves or whatever. So for the next X could amount next of time. Year, yeah. yeah, it could be. But for the next X amount of time, the Chiefs have their defensive coordinator and basically their offensive coordinator with Andy yep. Reid. So yep. they're not losing anything, really. So mm-hmm. they're just they're buzzsaw. Just chilling. They're just a buzzsaw. That's really what it is. Yeah, it's frustrating as hell. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Kansas City gets the win. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It just was not, not a good time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lamar, yeah, they... They went in with the game plan of we're gonna we're gonna pass with Mahomes and see who who out duels each other. And I went, yeah. When you have like Josh Allen or like Joe Burrow or Herbert, maybe like that strategy would work. Mm-hmm. Like let's throw the rock around and see they, what happens. They made Lamar be a pocket passer. Yeah, exactly. And and, and like mm-hmm. and realistically, they should have went. Okay, we're gonna do our RPO, mm-hmm. run the ball down their throat, and because they have two. All pro corners in Kansas City. Like mm-hmm. no one, like no, like Legarius Sneed and and what's his McDuffie. face uh, and McDuffie on the yeah. other side. They're awesome corners. Mm-hmm. So they're locking down. You like before the, the podcast, you were like, "Where was Odell?" I'm like, "He's got locked up by Legarius Sneed. Mm-hmm. He can't do anything." The whole game. The whole Every, game. Somebody tweeted like, "By the way, Odell is healthy and playing in this game because he was like, I don't think he had a catch until the fourth quarter. No, he didn't have a target until like the third quarter because yeah. he was just getting locked down the entire game. Like he just mm-hmm. couldn't. Zay Flowers was the only guy who could get open because he has ungodly speed. It's right. the only reason he was getting open. Yeah, and then like, some of the decision making. I didn't think the play calling necessarily benefited uh, Lamar either. Mm-hmm. Like we we're taking deep shots to Rashad Bateman. That's the last guy I'm throwing the ball to. Yeah, in those situations. Uh, yeah, no, I think the Chiefs came in. Uh, this is like the epitome of when we talk about should you take the ball first or defer. Yeah. They won the toss that we're receiving. They went down and scored and went all right, catch up. And yeah. Baltimore could not catch up. Yeah, it was bad. Single as that. They just um, couldn't catch up. Yeah. Let's shift focus. Let's shift to the NFC Championship game. <laughs> oh, boy. Something. Yeah, it was something. Uh, you know, the sad part is if you would have told me, you know, the day after, like, look, man, hey, you're going to lose 34-31. Okay. I'll yeah. take it. I, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. I was like, if you went into that game the day before or the morning of, yeah. when I was walking out, I was like, you know what? Four and I was going to win 34-31. You're like, honestly, they kept it close. It. They, fought, they fought to the end. They fought to and the end. And then instead what they did was they jumped out to a big lead, crapped all over themselves. Shit um, the pants he, he, here is Here is my summation. We're going to get to the Dan Campbell decisions in a second. But mm-hmm. it's a it was a perfect storm. It was. It was. Here's the thing. It was every deficiency you have on your roster was shown in that short amount of time. Yeah. It really was. Kendall Vildor. 
being Kendall Vildor. Mm-hmm. Okay, big number one. Your secondary being clearly exposed in that second half, knowing your defense could not get a stop, which prompts the Dan Campbell calls. He'll never come out and say, my defense wasn't getting a stop, but we all know that's 100% why he makes those decisions. Josh Reynolds playing above his pay grade these last two games, falling back down to earth, making a routine play look difficult, Mm -hmm. and dropping two critical passes Jameer Gibbs all of a sudden becoming a rookie, no longer the rookie phenom we've seen the last two months. All of a sudden, oh, we don't know how to hand off the ball now. It was every potential deficiency coupled with your lack of actual playmakers defensively all wrapped up into a nice little present that in form of a steaming pile of dog shit on our front porches. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It really was. It wasn't the Niners. It was strictly the Lions going, and this is the moment where the moment becomes too big. And yep. this is the moment where we realize this roster is not ready for this championship level game yep. on, a, on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can have spurts. Yeah. And they did. The and first I think, half, like, I, people forget, too. It's not like the Niners were like, the, the Niners were moving the ball even in the first half. Mm-hmm. It was self inflicted shit by the Niners. The pick by Purdy was terrible. Yeah. Like, the missed field goal early. Yeah, they exactly. could have been down 7 3. Really right. Early. Exactly. A, a thousand percent. Right. The third and whatever that Goff converts, right, uh, in the first half. I think he went to Amon-Ra. You know, the reverse that goes for 45, that had a 0.7% chance of scoring by mm-hmm. Jamison Williams. Like, a lot of things fell in the Lions' favor. Mm-hmm. Now, is it ever an excuse to blow a 17-point lead? Of course not. But when you look at what this roster was and you look at how they had to play games, they've been living at the edge of a lightning bolt. For a long time. Yeah, and I think I think the writing was sort of on the wall that no one really wanted to talk about was they only really played one half of football the first two playoff games, I feel like. Mm. Like the Rams, they scored three points in the second half. Yeah. The Bucks, they scored ten points in the first half. Yeah. And they had put opportunities for more. Yeah. And then really blew them up. Like mm-hmm. I and then this Niners game, they played right. really played well the half. first half. Yeah, right. Like I feel like they were just they were playing fine in the other halves that they mm-hmm. weren't scoring a whole bunch, right. but their majority of points yeah. came in one half. They were doing a bu- yeah, they were doing a bunch of scoring early and then letting off the gas pedal, or vice versa, or vice where they versa, couldn't do anything they couldn't and do then anything. they explode. Exactly, yeah. and I think that was kind of the problem that they finally ran into was yeah. you can't you have to play the whole sixty and not just thirty. And I think and I think too, it's a situation of your offense had to be perfect. For you to win these games, yeah, like that too. Notice how golf was, and still, golf did not have one turnover the entire playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Like that was part of your success, right? Yeah. You didn't turn the ball over on offense, period, until that the NFC title them. game. Yeah, so it's like those were the things you played field position. You did those things where it's like that was part of the of the scheme, yeah. right? Like when they went up against Tampa, they looked, man, we got to score twenty four, and we probably win the game, mm-hmm. right? Okay, the Rams, okay, we just got to get. We just got to get enough of a lead yeah. and pull on. There was, for there was a long stretch of the Rams game where yeah. they were just punting them inside the fifteen, for and like making four them drive, drives. and then they couldn't score. And you went, "This is how we're going to win this game, and yeah. this is this is how it's going to go." Yeah. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I think it's bullshit that your defense is so bad mm-hmm. that you have to have your offense be perfect yeah. to win the game. Like we just talked about, how great Patrick Mahomes is. How many points did Patrick Mahomes score in the second half against Baltimore? Yeah, like seven. Yeah, maybe. I don't even think it's that. I think it was three, Yeah, but I could but, be wrong. And that was the thing, too, is Mahomes' yeah. early deficiencies in Kansas City his first couple years mm-hmm. when he played Tampa that first year. They scored zero points in the AFC Championship game against right. against, <laughs> against uh, the Patriots the right. first year, yeah. and then they went on to end up scoring yeah. 37 or something right. or whatever it was. Yeah. It was. But, like, they scored zero in the first half. Right. Like, they had a first half that was atrocious. Right. Which led to a second half that was awesome, and then right. overtime, obviously, mm-hmm. where they didn't get the ball. Right. But it's the same thing here with the Lions, where it's like you're ex- like when you're when you have one side of the ball that's so deficient, mm-hmm. and it's, the other side has to be perfect. Yeah, it's a hard. That's a hard. It's recipe. a hard ass. Yeah, for sure. And that's why now Kansas City's getting to a point where now they're balanced. Yeah, and because now they're now they're, win- they're winning where you go. Oh, their defense is getting stops. Oh, Mahomes is winning without like Mahomes like, true weapons. Mahomes is getting to a point now where he can they can go up. 10-0, and he can game manage, mm-hmm. and it's almost unstoppable. Because yes. at any point, he goes, okay, I can drive us down the field and score, mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, I'm also just going to sit here and keep our 10-point lead and make sure I never turn the ball over mm. and we never have negative yard plays yep. and we're good. Lion field position. The Lions can't necessarily do that with their defense no. because if they try to be like, all right, let's just be conservative right. and make sure everything works out perfectly. If we have to punt, we'll punt. It goes, okay, now the other team's catching up. Yeah. And oh, then you have to get there, We have no that. ability to stop anybody Yeah, and then get, And then doing the whole prevent to get back into the mindset of scoring Mm -hmm. for some reason is like impossible in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Like once you get up to a big lead and you start doing the conservative shit, Mm -hmm. you're never getting back into putting aggressive mode. mode. All right. Let's talk about the calls. um, The Dan Campbell decisions. So do you, okay. Before we go into them. Yes. How I I say there are like four big ones that he made. Are any of them sacrilegious? Okay. Give me your four. Because I had three, so what are your? Oh, okay, well the two, of? the two fourth downs, yep. okay. the run on third yep. and whatever yep. at the end of the game. <sighs> yep. What was the other one? Okay, we'll run through those three. Okay. I think there's a fourth one somewhere in there. I but thought, I, maybe I, you can make the argument for the field goal at the end of the first half. Maybe. Maybe that was it. So okay, so but, let's start. But, let's go in but, order then. Yeah. So the field goal at the end of the first half, I agreed with. That's fine. Yeah, I agreed with that one because, and I'll let you, I'll let you have your rebuttal if, you, if or whatever or your thoughts on it. But I, I agree because I thought. That felt like to me when Kansas City was playing Cincinnati and Kansas City got cute and they didn't get that touchdown at the end of the first half when they were yeah. killing them. And I went, that that was the difference, right? I didn't want to give San Francisco at that time momentum yeah. by you not getting any points, mm-hmm. get three, go up by three scores. That I felt like because you're at the end of the half and they have no chance to rebuttal, right? It was yeah, like right away. cut it off because they get ball at half. Let's get points. It just feels like they're getting the ball because you just scored. Does that make sense? No, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. against that. I yeah. do think it was interesting in the moment where he's always go for it at that. I think spot. because it was of but, where it was too. I think three was a little bit too long. Yeah, right for that. Right. I think yeah. if it was two and under, and kind of like good segue to get to the next one. Fourth and two, I had no problem going for it. You weren't you weren't in real field. You you were in field goal range, but it would not have stemmed the bleeding. Yeah, the, it wouldn't the have stemmed first, the bleeding the first at one all when they were up ten or seventeen yeah. or whatever. Because yeah. even if you go back up by seventeen, the Niners did not punt the whole second half. Mm-hmm. And I and, and I want to let's let's can we take a pause here for a second because I really want to get out of this realm of sports fandom of looking at a decision in hindsight, knowing what the result is, mm-hmm. and then judging the decision. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I don't like looking at a game and going, well, if the Lions had taken those two field goals, they only lost by three, so they would have won by three. Yeah. That's not how sports works. Yeah. That's not how that works. Mm-hmm. It's in in the similar vein, if they convert both fourth downs and they still lose the game, nobody gives a shit about the fourth downs. Yeah. Right? So it's a you have to judge the decision in a vacuum of in that moment where the game is yeah. right what is the what is your call and mm-hmm. whether you agree with it or not that's fine but we have to stop looking at this as a well because they didn't get it it's a bad call but if they get it it is a good call that can't always be the situation. Yeah, it can't. Well, you, I, I mean, you learn that if you if you watch any Chargers football with Brandon Staley, exactly, is he went for it on his own ten yard line on fourth and one, right. and everybody goes, time. "This is a very bad decision." This is just Before a, you do anything, this could be a touchdown. I don't care. It's yeah, a bad, bad decision. decision, and everyone can agree on it. Yes. Then when he gets it, everyone's like. I guess it's okay. It's never, it's never okay. okay. Exactly. It's the Penn State going for two when you're down by ten, and yeah. you go, well, "Now we're not going to get it." And now we're down by nine. But listen, and you lost. You lost the game and because I of said it. the same thing in Week One when Lions put Kansas City when they went there for that fake punt. Stupid. I went objectively bad Stupid. idea. Right. You got it and went down and scored a touchdown. You're lucky. You're lucky. Yeah. But like, don't just ride on that moral because when right. it doesn't work against the Packers, yep. everyone shits on you. Yep. And he admitted he was a bad call. Yeah, it was a bad call. Yeah. So, so, yes, I agree with you. We don't look at it in hindsight. I'm okay with the first fourth down. Okay, so the first fourth down, be- and also, I think they executed. I yeah. thought Josh Reynolds has to catch that ball. You've got to catch that ball. And it's not. It's everything Dan Campbell and what they've done all year. Mm-hmm. If it was fourth and three, fourth and four, I think they punt or kick the field goal. I think because of where it was, I really do think it was two and under, they were going to go for it. And I think looking at it logically, where the game was heading, uh, if I was Dan Campbell, I go. So we're not getting a stop. If we do get one, it's because they they give us one. It's a yeah. turnover, right? So we're not getting a stop this whole second half. We know that. 
So we have to be able to match touchdown for touchdown or else this game is going to get out of hand quickly. I firmly believe in my soul that was Dan Campbell's thing. I agree with that. Okay. Second fourth down call. I think it's fourth and four. I think it would have been a 48-yard field goal. Something like that. I think it's pretty close. 48 to 50, something in that range, right? Um. That one, I think, is harder to judge. I think that's closer to a, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll tell you right yeah, now, I'm in vain of kicking it. Yeah. And the reason why I would have kicked it, so yeah. you're down. So first of all, you have to take the context yep, of. Yeah, put it in context, because you have to. Yeah, yep. 24 to 7, now yeah. it's 27-24. So mm-hmm. that's 20 unanswered. Yep. And to your logic, if you're in the agreement that you don't think you're going to get a stop. Yeah. If you don't get it, like you have to think mm-hmm. both sides. Okay, if you get it, you try yeah. to continue to score. Right. Do Hopefully, whatever. you can score. Right. If you don't get it, right, they're gonna go right down the field, score a touchdown. Now you're down ten. Right. And now you really have no mm-hmm. chance of coming back. Yeah. As we saw, that's right. exactly how it played out. Mm-hmm. I would have kicked it, tied it, and then if they get the ball, drive down and score. At the very worst, mm-hmm. you're down within one score. Yeah. You can go score, go for two. Right. If you don't think you can stop them or something, right. that's what I would have done. Now I can't predict a make or a miss with the kicker. Right. That's so impossible. here. Here is where I, I I agree with almost all the logic you just said there. Here is where I think though, the issue with that comes into is I and this is going back to the first point we made about this game. It's a deficiency with your roster. Mm-hmm. I had, don't think that they trusted him to make the kick. And here's the thing: if if that's the point, and yeah. you're never going to kick, right? That, and that's the thing, that's right? Fair. So, like, but I just, firmly believe if you had Matt Prater mm-hmm. still. If you had Justin Tucker, if you had Harrison yeah. Bucker, if you had the Cowboys and, and guy. And that's what I'm saying is yeah, yeah. objectively yeah, yeah. in that spot right. any, in any situation, right. I think you kick there because yeah. I don't think you want to keep bleeding. Right. And I think and I think you're right. I think the way I looked at it is Badgley's under 50% for his career from that range. Mm-hmm. That and long again, longer, I guess, yeah. right? And they went, I would rather trust my offense mm-hmm. to make a play rather than a, f- putting my hopes on tying this game on a guy who is a who is shaky at best in this scenario. Yeah. I think is what and I think and this is something that people are going to have to I think because it, bring, it brings up kind of a bigger topic of this is the le- this is what you're going to have to deal with as Dan Campbell as your head coach. Mm-hmm. Because he is so player coached heavy, he is going to trust his guys to make a play. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think those are the these are the calls that you're going to go look, man. He's going to, barring they have somebody who's automatic. If they have Justin Tucker, I think they kick it 100. percent Yes, time. I do too. But barring that, I think he's always going to err on the side of I'd rather force us to make a play than a lot than pray that the other team makes a mistake. Mm-hmm. If that, that makes any sense. No, that's fair. you know what I mean. So objectively, if everything, if you like, listen, you've got a there's an 80% chance of making the kick or whatever the the numbers would be, I would have kicked yeah. because then you're just like, hey, let's reset field position yeah. and pray to God we can do something. Yeah, I like I said, I don't think the first three that we've talked about, mm-hmm. I don't think any of them are like sacrilegious, like, oh my God, biggest mistake you can make. Yeah. But I do think that third, fourth down is something where not even in hindsight yeah. because they go down and score, mm-hmm. I just think I would be like, all right, I kick it. If you obviously if you miss it, then you're in the exact same spot. And, and that's the thing. He's I think he's in a lose lose scenario there because if they miss the kick, everyone goes. So Mister Go for it doesn't yeah. trust his offense. The best best phase of his team yeah. to go for it. Why doesn't he trust Jared Goff to make the play? Why doesn't you yeah. know what I mean? No, hundred yeah. percent. I'm just saying yeah. like I, I think you kick it, and if he makes it, which he right. should because you're a kicker and that is your job is to make kicks. Then you I tie the yeah, you, yeah. you tie the game 27-27. and then, and then pray then, to God you get to stop. And you pray to God, but they go down and score. Now you're not in a 10-point deficit. You're in a 7-point deficit. And now you can go. And then with that Jamison Williams touchdown mm-hmm. is now a one-point game. And you go, do you go for two? Like, so, that's then the decision there. Right. So. Again, you're assuming that they go down the field. Exactly. Score. But right. I'm, I'm yeah. taking the context yeah, yeah, for sure. afterwards. The, I have the only call I really, truly, like, really disagreed with was the run. Was the run. Yeah. That was dumb. Yeah. I didn't. And, and the other thing, too, is if you're going to run, you have to know, okay, some clock's going to bleed but we're not going to call a timeout. Yeah. Because, and look, he even said, he goes, look, based on the look, we had a walk-in touchdown. Mm -hmm. He was like, but we missed a block. So it's a failure to execute at the end of the day, right? So, but 
I would I personally, and that was the only one where I went, why are you running the football with a minute left? You have three time and then they called timeout. I went, What is happening? I yeah. go, You just lost the game. Yeah. You just lost the game. Any now, were the odds that you were just gonna stop the Niners on three plays and get three timeouts? I don't think so. Not with Christian McCaffrey back there. Yeah, but, but at least you have a chance. But at least you have the mathematical thought of, okay, stop him, punt. We got 25 seconds left. Yeah. Just need a field goal. I you was, know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I agree with your, mm-hmm. like, you didn't, like the, the Lions didn't think they were going to ever stop them yeah. idea. Yeah. So none of this really could have probably came into play. Mm-hmm. But when we were at, like, two and a half minutes mm-hmm. and they were in, like, the 30 mm-hmm. range, yeah. I was almost in camp of when they were downtown. I was like, kick a field goal You now. texted me, like, you, did we kick a field goal here? And I go... Oof, I don't know because it's almost like it, again, it's like man, it's like do they just? I was I was kind of like on the thought of well, the last time they were in this situation was against the Bears and they threw a dime JMO for like thirty five yards and it like saved them basically, right? Remember yeah. they had that long touchdown play mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, yeah. okay, you really just saved a bunch of time there and then they got the stop and went and won. Yeah. So I was like. I was really I, what it really came down to was I was cool up until like the two minute warning mm-hmm. of like if you want to take shots if you want to try to figure something out mm-hmm. I was in camp of kick a field goal and then go down seven and then you have your three timeouts where yeah. if you do stop them on three plays, now you have like a minute and 30, a minute right. 20, right. you have to go the length of the field, but you right. have a lot of time to do it. It's not yeah. like, I oh, know. I have 15 seconds to throw right. 80 yards. Like that's very unlikely. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. So that was also something, it's not a decision. It's just an idea that I think maybe would have been better. At the end of this, it, it comes back to, I think our original point though is you have too many deficiencies, especially on the defensive side of the ball, yeah. and you made too many unforced errors yeah. to win that game. Mm-hmm. Made too many. Yeah. Too many. And when you're playing a team like the Niners, who are very talented in their own right, mm-hmm. you cannot just go a whole half of football and go, so you're just going to walk up and down the court? We're just going to walk up and down? Oh, okay, cool. Cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. And then answer with nothing. Like, and, have no exactly. answers. And then, and then not execute. Yeah. Third and long Perfect play, perfect throw, crosser right across the middle, hits him right in the hands, drops it. Sam Laporta's weird drop. Right. Everyone just had weird drops yeah, in the right. second half. Jameer Gibbs, an uncharacteristic fumble, fumble on a weird handoff that didn't look right to begin with, quite frankly. Yeah, it looked like, he, like the play was to the other way. Mm-hmm. He went left, and it was like, oh, right. that's awkward. Right, handoff. exactly. Yeah. Like, just so many uncharacteristic plays. And that was really the Lions' kind of superpower throughout the year was when chips were down, Everybody was counted and almost entrusted to, hey, ball comes your way. You got to make a play. Yeah. Got to make a play. We've seen it time after. I mean, Jesus. I mean, Amon Ra to, you know, from golf to Amon Ra on third and 16 against Tampa. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness. It's just, it, you, you just got to make a play. It, yeah. and, and they've done that so well, pretty consistently over the last season where you just go, you just kind of felt like they were going to make one. Mm-hmm. And every time it felt like, oh, got him, dropped it. And you go, what? Yeah. And that was the, I think that at the end of the day was, there you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I want to talk quickly uh, before we kind of transition a little bit. Obviously, defensively is where this team needs a bunch of help. <laughs> All the help. Okay. I'm not going to ask you for players, positions. We know the positions. Corner, safety, Deep, pass rusher. Yeah. Right. What I want to ask you is, in your in your opinion, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have around fifty five million dollars to spend, right? Yeah. Sixty yeah. million. Let's just say, let's just round up and say sixty because they're going to cut Tracy Walker. That's going to be five million right there. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. You think they spend big money this year? And then follow up. Do you think they should? Yeah. Um. I don't think they will. I think they might. I I think you should. I think they need. I think they need. I think they really need to go out and get a premier pass rusher. Yeah, either a pass rusher or like if there's a. I don't know who's on the market for corner, but like a a really good corner, especially with where where they're at in the draft too. Yeah, you're not getting that premier top five talent. Now I trust Brad Holmes to find guys. Right. Yeah. He he found people. Listen, like I was like, if if you have any kind of, if you can find a guy with any production from like the Sam Laporta Brian Branch routes, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, because like I would be worried because he's picked so high mm-hmm. in the last couple like two drafts or whatever right mm-hmm. Hutchinson at two Panay at seven overall mm-hmm. whatever right. so it's like I, like Gibbs even is 12, 12 but mm-hmm. was traded down from mm-hmm. six or whatever uh, so it's like okay like you've been picking kind of high picking but mm-hmm. then I was like 
okay, this last draft, he just found Laporta at 34, right. whatever yeah, it was. Brian Branch was, Brian Branch was third. Mm-hmm. I'm going to probably found in the fourth. You know, uh, Jonah Jackson was a third or fourth guy. Yeah, like, that, was, that was Bob Quinn. Oh, that was Bob but Kirby, Quinn. he found Kirby he drafted. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm like, I don't have worries that he can find talent mm-hmm. in the late in the later mm-hmm. rounds or in the middle rounds or whatever. But I do think either pass rusher or corner should be like a they emphasis need to go, point. I think and go if you told someone. me right now, listen, they're going to, because here's your non-negotiables, right? You're going to have to extend a lean pretty soon. Yeah. You're going to have to extend Amon Ra. It's going to uh, be 1,000, yeah. Right? Golf's going to get extended. Yeah. You can just accept that, right? Panay's fifth-year option is going to get picked up in the offseason, right? So you got two more years of Panay. Um, I don't think Jonah Jackson's back. No. I think Graham Glasgow is. Yeah. Um, Decker's going to eventually have to get something if he's going to stay. I think. Right, yeah. Because he's, he's got one year left. Year. Yeah, yeah, right. So that may be something, too. Maybe a one- or two-year extension. Because he's getting up there in age, too. Yeah. Um, but it is at a point where I feel like your window, I think we can both agree, the window is officially kicked wide open. Yes. This is the time. Mm-hmm. You are, and with Ben Johnson coming back, yeah, which is kind of like a sub note, but it's actually really huge yes. in in the grand scheme of things, it right? Because now all the head coaching jobs are filled. It is never more important to keep this core intact, and what I mean by core is golf. You have the best offensive lineman in football. I'm going to say right now, mm-hmm. or top two. It's probably him and Trent Williams in Panay. Yeah. You got Amon Ra. You've got Gibbs under a rookie deal. You've got Laporte under a rookie deal. You've got Ragnow's back, right? Like you've just there's just so many pieces offensively. Yeah, that are, Oh my god, Jamos, he got actually three because three he, he's a first round pick. He's got a fifth year option too. Yeah, right. You've got Hutch that you don't have to pay yet. Now is the time. They need to go get a true number one corner mm-hmm. because the way I look at it, you get a number one quarter. Say like Legereus Sneed, right? Who's going to be a free agent? Yeah. Jalen Johnson technically going to be a free somebody else. That named Cam Sutton. Mm-hmm. Cam Sutton has a two. Brian Branch has your nickel. You still got the Will Harris's of the world or somebody as a backup just in case. Mm-hmm. Start Iffy and Kirby back there as your safeties. Maybe draft a guy. Defensive line-wise, they need a true complement to Aiden. Yeah. Because that will free up Aiden. I think Aleem took a big step forward this year. I thought he was on that Pro Bowl kind of level until he got hurt. Um, so I like him quite a bit. Um, but nobody else on defense, the defense would be safe. Like, I look at, I go, Jack Campbell, Alex Anzalone, um, Aiden Hutchinson are the only three guys that I could objectively say, based on their play this year, are completely safe. Because Jack Campbell being a rookie, Anzalone I thought had a really good year yeah. this year, and, 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 and Hutchinson. I don't think Kirby had a phenomenal year this year. I thought Iffy played good, but we only saw it for five games. Yeah. Cam Sutton was terrible the last month of the season. You don't have another corner after that. Um, and CJ Gardner Johnson's gonna go is gonna leave. Yeah. And you don't have John Kaminsky. I'd add a lean to that. Oh, a lean. I'm sorry, yes, in a lean, <laughs> right? But like Benito Jones, nope. Uh John Kaminsky, nope. Aquara brothers, both are probably gonna be gone. Charles Harris is a healthy scratch. He's gonna be gone. Yeah, James Houston. Yeah, is that's a good the, yeah, but that, yeah, yeah. he's he's, he's gonna be back regardless. Right? Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about starters like guys where you go. Not that they're going to get cut, but in terms of there needs to be clear upgrades yeah. at these spots. You want to know how good Aaron Glenn is? You got to give him at least some sort of talent. Something. You yeah. got to give him something. Well, Aaron yeah. Glenn can't make Cam Sutton make a tackle on a screen pass. Yeah. That's not Aaron Glenn. Yeah. You know, um, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm very fascinated. They have a ton of cap. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got room and they got money to spend. I, I think they really need to attack this shit and they need to go look, man. We need to get some impact starter like legit players. Yeah, and really kind of kick this door open and go. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Their schedule next year looks rough already. It's not going to be easy for them to get back to where they were. Mm-hmm. But if they can, look the fuck out. Yeah, they get in the playoffs. Look out. It's I think it's a I think it's a whole new ball game. Yeah, I really do. I really do. I'm very encouraged by the future of this team. Mm-hmm. It's still the best Lions season I've ever experienced. Oh yeah, um, and it's not close. No, it's not. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you found it. I really do. I, I really do. I really am confident that they found the right formula to get this done. But here's the thing: now is the time to prove you are a legit. You're a legit team, I guess, right? Yeah. You're not that run, make a run, and then be go back to 
shit yeah. for the next. Don't be yeah. the Tennessee Titans, is what I'm telling you. Yeah. Or well, the yeah, the interesting thing, and it'll be fun to watch for next year, mm-hmm. is you are you are now the hunted team. You're the team. You're the team. You are. It's you, the Niners, the Eagles, Cowboys. You're in that four or five realm mm-hmm. where everyone on their schedule goes, are we playing the Lions this week? Full attention. You're the full attention team now. Oh, the so. defending NFC North champions. You're the division champion, the division yeah. winners. I bet they won't be favorites next year to win it. I bet Green Bay will be. But just yeah. based on everything I'm hearing. But um, yeah. either way, you're, you're the defending NFC North champs. Yeah, you yeah. Everyone the, in your division is definitely like mm-hmm. going to give you the best shot. Mm-hmm. But just in general, like the Niners play you, that's like they're like they're not going to be like ah the Lions is fine, whatever next week. Like yeah. you're the team that everyone's like eyeing in on. Yep. You're also going to play a lot of primetime games. Yeah, you're going to play a lot of primetime. You're, you're going to play the whatever well, the max. And, is, well, you're, five, play, five, you're playing. Six. You're playing a number one team schedule. Yeah. This is something we've never had to deal with before. Mm-hmm. Like, just like you, you're not getting the. Yeah. You're not. You're not gonna play the Patriots next yeah, year. Yeah, you're not gonna get the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you're like getting. You're you, gonna, you, yeah. Like you get the Bills, mm-hmm. and then you're pulling. Um, yeah, then you get the Niners. Yeah, then the Niners yeah. and the and the Cowboys, right. And the Bucks even, right. From their Again. division, right. and then you're pulling Houston and Jags and mm-hmm. and good Indian teams. and the, like all those good teams. Yeah. Exactly. So it's gonna be interesting for sure. It'll be fun. Uh, real quick on the NFL head coaching circuit as we kind of wrap <laughs> that up. Finally, got a couple new coaches there. First off, let's start off with your Seattle Seahawks, oh, Mike McDonald's. Heck yes, bringing burgers for everybody. Thank um, God. Happy? Yes. Okay. Not bo- not Dan Quinn. So that's I would have killed about, myself. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't have been here. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's a good hire. I think yeah. he's an up-and-coming guy, right? I think he's just – I think he's Harbaugh Helped. version two in so many ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just got to get that OC in there. Yeah. Dan Quinn, the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. Good luck for them. Felt like the most – we're going to talk about pivots a lot here in a second. Felt like the most underwhelming hire of the entire circuit. Yeah, probably. Like Raheem Morris, I don't think, inspired a lot for Atlanta fans. I don't think this inspired hope for anybody because last time you saw Dan Quinn's offense or defense, he was getting gashed by Jordan Love. Yeah. Like, doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. Wasn't in my opinion. the best hire out no. there. I did. I just, yeah. And now we're seeing all this media spin about how, like, well, Ben Johnson didn't interview well, and now Ben Johnson's, and then we're also getting reports of Ben Johnson was like, "You guys are basketball people, not football people," which I was like, "Oof." Um, <laughs> And then you're like, so now like this narrative of like both sides is like trying to demean the other side. Meanwhile, yeah. Dan Quinn's like, I'm just happy to be here. You know, mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised Dan Quinn decided to take this job. Quite frankly, it would have been different if you still had all your pass rush pieces, but now you don't have any of them. So it's like, ooh. Um, surprised they didn't go offensive minded just because they have a high pick. Take I'm a sure they shouldn't move the enemy up there. Again, at some point it's a trend, right? It's like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Why does no one want to give C.J. Gardner-Johnson a long-term deal? That's fair. Right? I think the enemy is probably in that same boat. There's got to be something about him where you go, is he a leader? Yeah. Right? Like, why? Right? Now, he's mm-hmm. in talks for some OC jobs, too, so maybe we'll see. But it just doesn't feel like, why is he not, why was he not the first offense coordinator scooped up? Yeah. Right? Like, fucking the guy from uh, Chicago just got hired by the Raiders. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, that's... Interesting. So I don't know. That's an interesting. Did I miss any other head coaching hires? We got them all right. Yeah, I think we're still. Brian Kalen. Okay. All right. Let's pivot. Let's talk about Ooh, the topic. The topic. WrestleMania is ruined, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. It's ruined. It's awful. I I don't even I don't even know, like. I, I I don't even have an opinion. I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm just, it's <laughs> oh, like you the, have an opinion. It, like it, like this, this is how I feel. Like, um. So let's set the stage. I guess Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. We're thrilled. Yeah, well, high fives all around. I was fine. Yeah. Great day. Mm-hmm. Great day. At that time, going out of that day, I was like, "Man, Lions are going to win tomorrow. I'm going to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> best week of my life." Points at Cody or points at Roman Reigns. Says, "I want you." Roman Reigns freaks out. Monday night comes around. Seth Rollins is like, no, challenge me. Mm-hmm. Cody's like, <laughs> you're silly. He does say, I'll think about it. Yeah, he's like, mm, Seth yeah. Rollins. He said my dad's name, so I got to think about it now. <laughs> Almost teared up anyway. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he said, he didn't even say Dusty, he just said Rose, and he, he started he tearing was up. like, your dad? Uh. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, the effect. His mom. Yeah, and. <laughs> um, just wait. Friday night comes around. Mm. Bailey announces she's facing Eo Sky. Good turn there. I thought that was good storytelling. Perfect. There, I loved it. That was good. Fine. Gonna finally see Rhea and Becky. That'll be a that'll be a barn burner. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really worried that she was gonna challenge Rhea for a second. No, no, never once. Never. Never not, once. not even for a second. No. Um, I did th- actually though. Side note though, I did actually think they did a really nice job with the Naya thing because you already knew Rhea was gonna get cheered heavily because they're gonna be in her home country. Yeah. But now you're like. You're going to get major uber heat on Naya because, you know, they were already going to cheer Ripley. So it's like, oh, that's smart to like. Let's, how do we book the most hated one on the roster? Oh, Nia Jax gets booed everywhere. Imagine now against going against the hometown favorite. Smart, really smart booking. Mm-hmm. It's the last time I'll use that sentence <laughs> um, the rest of the day. Um, Until we get to AEW. No, even then. I got nothing there. I'd like to talk about AEW next week because I think they have a big show coming up. So looking forward to that, but yeah. you know, until they ruin it, but it's fine. Um, they won't ruin it. We're gonna get a triple threat match right now. <laughs> That's exactly what it's gonna be. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's anyway, fine. anyway, sorry, we're getting off topic, but it's because we're upset. It's okay. Yeah, we really don't want. You to never, talk about you never this. know. You know how bad it is when Mike unpromptly, not unpromptly, but I, I was going to call you, and then you called me <laughs> when it happened. Yeah, and I was like. Fair point. I didn't call you because I didn't want to call you until I saw the end of the segment. Oh. So that's why I was like. The funny thing is I'm usually I'm usually like watching a movie on Friday. I know night, you are so, too. That's why I was like, I'm like, so he's probably I not usually, even watching I, SmackDown. I usually don't watch it. I'm not either, usually. I'm usually like, I oh, but home. I was like, oh, okay, they're going to announce it. Let's let's get that face off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, cool. They did get the face off. Oh, yeah. We got a face off. All right. So anyway, Cody comes out, uh, does a whole thing against Roman. Roman nope. decides. Oh, no, sorry. Roman comes out first. Yeah. yeah. 45 sh- minutes later. Yeah. He starts talking mm-hmm. and then decides to basically shit on Seth Rollins and the World Heavyweight Championship and saying it's the second place championship for the guys he's already beaten. Switch ouch. It is. Ouch. 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 Like, we know. We know the truth. Ouch. Um, followed up with. Then Cody coming out and saying, I want to beat you. What does finish the story mean? I want to take everything away from you. I want that title, pointing at Paul Heyman and the WWE Universal Undisputed Heavyweight Championship of the world. <gasps> That's a mouthful. And then he goes, I'm going to take everything from you, but not at WrestleMania. And then my and then, heart And sank. then everybody just went, I just pooped in my pants because I don't know what that means now. And then... Actually, I like, we all know what it means, but it also means nobody wants to believe what's happening because he talked to his council of mm. people, apparently, which meant, oh, you're going to go put the rock over. And so <laughs> then the rock comes out to a big pop, in fairness. Yep. And people were like, he all got right, goosebumps. cool. Yeah, goosebumps. He got the goosebumps. I'm pretty sure those are just from the steroids, but it's fine. Um, if you ever look at an Ultimate Warrior promo, he's got goosebumps, too, and there ain't nobody there. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then we get a stare down, uh-huh. and then everybody decided to go cry. Um, I was one of them. So it's clear that they're hinting, haven't announced it officially, but they've hinted. We got a press conference on Thursday. Monday Night Raw is obviously tonight by the time you guys are hearing this show. Um, so it looks like we're getting Roman versus The Rock. And Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, we think. I don't know. Is Cody even on WrestleMania? Is that even a thing? Does he need to be? Does he even? Yeah, like, he won the Rumble. Can he just hold it for another year, and then they just don't have one next year? And just, I'm cashing in my Royal Rumble slip, my coupon. Because that's basically what it is. It's basically like a Burger King Whopper coupon at this point. That's what it's worth. Um, Every... Good thing that they have done with this bloodline story the last two years. And I have defended it mm-hmm. despite Un- ungodly. Yeah. You literally just made me go poop with my pants on. Yeah. Is did, what you just did. They did. Really? Yeah. Um, it's the worst decision possible. Now, uh-huh. I'm going to come out on record and say right now, I don't think this is Triple H's fault. No. I think Triple H has been clearly forced to do this. Reports out from Sean Ross Sapp uh, from Fightful and through uh, like Wrestle Labs, I think it's also been tweeting about it too. Where like yeah. they're like, "Hey, um, nobody in creative is happy about this. It's a clear pivot by TKO to get some positive press to hopefully quote unquote try to save WrestleMania." Mm. I say in air quotes. 
uh, because of the Vince McMahon stuff. I would argue you've ruined WrestleMania now for everybody. Um, it feels like a massive pivot. It feels like an overreaction by a bunch of people who don't understand the wrestling business. It feels like a big power play by The Rock. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's very clear to me that everyone is going to shit on this. Um, and it's very clear to me that if you, this is the concern with The Rock being on the board is him being able to come in and go, I think I should probably just be in the main event. I've got time because nobody wants to work with me right now because all my movies keep bombing. My show got canceled, so I don't have that to worry about either. My football league is, I guess, a thing still, kind of, sort of, not really. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Thoughts? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm was, so pissed. Yeah, It was sad because it, it looked like Cody was told that day when he got there. I, I, I believe that. I believe it a thousand. Like when, Triple H went out and said he was the guy. Yeah. Said Cody Rhodes is the guy. There is. You will not convince me until somebody comes out and says, yeah, Triple H made the call. It, yeah. Like watching SmackDown, they had the, the mm -hmm. preview when he walked in with his dog. Mm -hmm. And his face looked like he got there. Because mm -hmm. it was like two hours before mm -hmm. the show started or whatever. It looked like he just got off his his truck or his yeah, van, van thing yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And like Triple H like, hey, by the way, we're... We're going to do this because I have, no choice. I have no choice. And he literally was like, hmm. and then you could tell in the ring, he was talking. He was like, yeah, I talked to my counsel, whatever. The rod comes out and then he like talks to Cody mm -hmm. and you can just see the moment. Rock I think you can see, I think both their faces, quite frankly. I don't think the rock, because that was not an overwhelming reaction. Yeah. No, you could tell on both, but you could yeah. tell like when he pulls him in, mm -hmm. he starts whispering yeah, yeah. in his ear. Yeah. You could tell the moment he goes, "Yeah, sorry, but I think this is best for business or whatever." And Cody's face just like glooms out of yeah. like, oh, "Yeah, this is real." So let's 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 do this, right? So there's no way this goes well. I can't imagine it does. I don't imagine how they get out of the week. Yeah. Like, any time Roman Reigns or The Rock will appear on television for the next 63 days or 62 days, however much time we have left for Mania, mm -hmm. it's going to get booze. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Th th there's, no, there's no other way around it. There, there is none. And I hope to God they continue to do it. I hope they boo them out of the building. Mm -hmm. I really do. If this is truly the thought, and I still, I still have that 1% of hope that they're just like, man, we're getting a lot of night. As of right now, we, we were just talking about before we on air. That video of that segment with Cody, Roman, and The Rock of that stare-off is the most disliked video on WWE's YouTube page. Mm -hmm. Over half a million people have given them a big <laughs> thumbs down mm -hmm. on it. We Want Cody's been trending for basically the last two days now. Over 200,000 tweets saying we want Cody. Just that hashtag alone. Not yeah. all the other stuff that people are like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's a clear overreaction by TKO. It's a clear overreaction by The Rock, thinking that he could come in and save the ship when it didn't need saving. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a clear power play by The Rock. I think every indication, every source that has ever reported on wrestling is basically saying that as much as he's like, he wants to come in. There's even been rumors that he's pushing to win the match, which is the most disrespectful. Like, Here's what pisses me off more than anything. Mm -hmm. Someone who's quote unquote been in the business and understands the industry and who has a who has grown up in the industry. In what world do you think it is right for business? Let's just assume that the match was going to happen regardless. That you honestly think what's best for business is for you to win the world title. Mm -hmm. In what world? In what universe? Are you that ignorant to think that you winning the championship off of a guy they have spent the last four years building as this undefeated monster that you, a non-wrestler at this point in your life, can come in after not earning the right to win, to challenge him to just come out and say, nope, I'm going to win it. If that is even remotely true, shame on the rock. Yeah, I have lost... So much respect and admiration for that guy. Because every time the and this is part that frustrates the fuck out of me is that if this was any other time, if, if Cody would have won last year, here's the stupid part: if Cody would have won the title last year and Roman just won it back at some point, and that was the way we wanted to go with it, fine, mm -hmm. fine. 
because we would have already had the moment. Mm-hmm. The fact that Cody hasn't done it yet, and the fact that The Rock has now just stepped in because now he's a bo- he's one of the bosses, and you have the gall to say, mm, "I could probably, I could, man, maybe I should win." Yeah, it's just it's just like, oh, I I don't care. I don't care about the fans. Yeah, the people's champion, my ass. Yeah, you don't care. You don't care at all. No, and here's the thing: is I. As a movie fan, as mm-hmm. a comic book fan, yeah. I, I got this full realm oh, in yeah. the DC universe yeah. where he came in and he did his passion project of Black Adam, which, mm-hmm. you know, everyone has that one where he project. goes over super hard the yeah, whole movie. He, goes, he does go super over pretty yep. hard. Yep. But it was his big thing. Like, he wanted, well, ever since he yep. started doing it. And to, to be s- fair, on, on the surface, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And, l- and listen, everyone who's in filmmaking has that one movie. It's like, if I could make this, I'm making this. Yeah, right. And The Rock's... Black Adam. Like, he's mm-hmm. always wanted to do Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Sure, fine. But then when you get into where it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to work with Zachary Levi, though. Right. I'm not working with him. Right. So now the, the Shazam. Well, because that means is, I don't win. Because Yeah, because because yeah. I'm the bad guy. Right. And he's the good guy, technically. Right. Mm-hmm. And the good guys always win, so I can't mm-hmm. beat him. So I'm not going to join him. However, we could do another Superman thing because Henry Cavill's cool if I beat him. So let's bring Henry Cavill back mm. and let's have us go one on one. Look at that money that's gonna make. Except none of it happened because it's it's yeah. unfeasible that it could happen. And then the DC universe dies six months later because all the movies bomb after that. Right. It's just how the Rock is. I just I I, just, <laughs> I don't know how you can justify it. You know, I saw David Pinzer, former WCW announcer, wrote work for TNA for a long time, too. Um, he's like, I'm sorry, did someone tell me that he had to win it right now, that Cody's story has to end right now at this time? I go, you're you're talking out of your ass. I go, if this match didn't have the championship, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would care. I think he'd be like, okay, cool. This sounds good. A dream match. Awesome. Yeah. Did Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens need a championship? Mm-hmm. Do they need a championship? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. At this point, why even have Roman in the match? No. Roman's not the biggest star they could have got. Let's bring Hogan back. No. Let's bring. Look, come on, you want? Let's bring Stone Cold too. Let's bring Sean out of retirement. Let's do an elimination chamber. All the legends, all mm-hmm. the broken hips. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. It it it's unfeasible how bad this is. And we went from talking about how Mania is really shaping up to be like in a truly iconic Mania. Now, obviously, the Punk injury, that sucks. That is a that is a unforeseen circumstance. Yeah. Brock Lesnar being a sick son of a bitch, probably not helpful, right? Not he's clearly, he's not coming back, right? That prob- we, probably, we probably saw Brock Lesnar's last match. Yeah, probably. Isn't that crazy to think about? Um, it's just bad. It's yeah. just, I, I mean, we could talk about scenarios. I don't even want to go down that road until I see what happens over the next week or so mm-hmm. because the amount of pure vitriol that this has garnered, like the pure just burning hot hate mm-hmm. that so many fans. And here's the thing. If, if nothing else, this has to show somebody of a decision maker to go, fans really cared about this story yeah, and were invested you did all this good work for the last two years. Even I'm going to take the bad decision to keep the title on him for the last year. I'm going to give you that one. I'll give you a mulligan. To then, and, I, and I firmly believe, and I think you can agree with me, that if, if Triple H was, had his druthers, I guess, had his ability to just go, I'm, you, have, you have full control, Cody's winning at Mania against Roman. I imagine so. It'd be hard to find a universe yeah. where that doesn't happen. Right, exactly. Because if you lose, and it's the same thing when you go down the line of the Rollins-Cody mm-hmm. match we're probably going to get. Mm-hmm. It's a very weird circumstance there because it's like, all right, so Cody's either going to beat this guy four times. In a row. In a row. Or Rollins is going to beat Cody. With one leg. With one leg. Yeah. After, either way. And either way. Great. And so it, either Cody doesn't walk out of Mania with a championship, which would be ungodly, unheard of. <laughs> or... Cody beats this guy, your one of your top three guys, four times in a row. Also, it, it's just the mistreatment of Cody. I don't remember Cena doing this. I don't remember. I don't remember Cena getting the shaft like this. I don't remember Hogan getting the shaft like this. No. I don't remember Sean getting the shaft like this. No. I don't. Re- I don't even remember Roman getting the shaft like this. I mean, at yeah. the end of the thing, 
I was going to say, the only one I could think of is maybe 34, when he probably should have won at 34. And they went, ah, Lesnar. Mm, maybe. But he bled, though, so it makes it all better. Yeah, right? yeah. I think that's the only one where I'm like, maybe he got shafted. But then he just won at SummerSlam like three months later. So it's, yeah, exactly. they kind of just made up for it. Um, Which, I mean, they could do that here. I think that would also be terrible. But I'm at a point now where I don't even care what happens. Just get the damn title off of him. Yeah. Right? Like, it's the, it, we're at that point where you've ruined a great story. Yeah. To make a short-term... Here's, here's the other stupid part. What business is it going to generate? What business? You are doing record numbers everywhere you go, on every single city, in every single show. WrestleMania is already sold. The sponsorships have already been sold. There is nothing... There is no more money to make. What money? Rock merchandise? You can release rock merchandise forever. People will buy it. Great. You could have done that with him or without him being on the show. Mm-hmm. What? I want to know what the money is saying. Because the only thing that I can see is that somehow The Rock is having to justify getting paid $30 million to be on this stupid board. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't see it. I don't. I don't get it. And I, the problem is nobody else gets it either. And that's this is not a Rob and Mike on their soapbox of like <laughs> this is stupid because they didn't do what we said, right? Yeah. Like that's how Listen. I'm gonna that's how it's gonna be when Adam Cole doesn't win the AW championship and I'm gonna lose my shit. Yeah. That's gonna be a Rob Listen, soapbox. I've been on my soapbox for a year with this. I know you have. I know. You're just getting out the soapbox with me now. Right. Apparently. Well, because now they're just like, hey, let's just keep kicking you in the dick until finally you get it. Yeah. Um you're just never going to say, Cody's never winning this title. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Right, exactly. So, but now it's at a point where every single wrestling fan who's watched one minute of this story goes, how? Yeah. How? How? It, it, like, it, we're just, we're at a point where we're trying to fantasy book our ways to get to this, make this better, mm-hmm. and they're all ass. Every scenario possible is ass. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to quickly just uh, put, you know, Cody and Roman in the chamber in a week and a half? Yeah, and why not? Cody win it, and at six in the morning, and that way you can have Cody be the champion, and then Roman and Rock at Mania, and then yeah, and then who's challenging? And then Cody and Rollins for both belts. Uh, yeah, I guess. or Cody's gonna beat Rollins at Mania, and then Roman and Cody at, at Mania for both belts, or at SummerSlam for both, both championships belts. in MSG. Yeah, or maybe we go to MSG and he beats him there because that's where his dad almost won it. Yeah, maybe he has to lose for more adversity. So he yeah, he's gonna Rollins. lose to Gunther in a in six minutes just for him to come back a month later, surprise Roman and beat him on yeah. a live episode of SmackDown, live on USA for the first time. Oh ah, oh wait, that's not till twenty twenty five. Okay, uh, can't do that. Sorry, it's too long. All ago. right, so Ro- so Cody's gonna win the Roman for a third time. Ooh, back Beats to back him. to back, first time ever. Yeah, that's adversity. And then he wins that high. negative two, yeah, so he's actually say- got to fight his way into the Rumble. Yeah. Twice. He, he actually has to run the ropes for 90 seconds just to get tired for the first guy to come in. <laughs> and then he's got to have one arm tied behind his back, shot six times in the left foot, and then... Because that's the adversity we need. Exactly. It's all bad. It's, it's all, all bad. bad. I feel so bad for Cody. I feel like everybody in the company outside of The Rock went, so he's the guy, right? And mm. The Rock went, but what if I was the guy? <laughs> And everyone's like, maybe. That's yeah. pretty good. I mean, he is the rock. Yeah. It's I, all bad. It, it, it does. It is, it is putting Cody through, like, through the roof of, you know I feel it, bad. Here's, I will say this. Not a single the, person on Earth doesn't feel bad for Cody right now. On the one, here's, I will say, is a silver lining of silver linings, okay? Give me it. Give me it. I need it. Okay. If you ever had any doubts that Cody was not going to be the next John Cena. Mm-hmm. This situation, oh, it's definitely. Oh, you've solidified it, yeah. right? Where Cody will do no wrong Ever. for the, for the next twenty years. Yeah. Cody Rhodes could go in the middle of the ring, take a shit, and throw it in a five year old's face, and people go, "You know what? Fair enough." <laughs> you know what I mean? He probably deserves. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, what did that five year old say? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If there's one, if there's one thing yeah. that we can at least be like. We just got to get there. Yeah. Is once it happens, Cody's never. Th- he's never looking back. He's never, never looking back. Right. Uh, it just might take another year and a half to get there. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's all bad. It's all bad. I don't know. It, it, like we're ending on such a shit note, but uh-huh. it, like it makes me upset because it's like this is the stuff that makes wrestling great. Is when you can tell a story 
and people are there for every step of the way, and mm. you're like, okay, man, we're building, we're building to that moment where he finally, like, the guy gets it done. And you know going forward, it's like, oh, man, when he wins it, then we're going to go here, then we can go here, then we can go here. And then all of a sudden it's like, and this is where you lose the, you you are unable to, like, you know, suspend disbelief is when this shit happens. Mm -hmm. When you see a random person come out who was awesome 20 years ago and come out and say, eh, maybe I want to do it one more time. I'd like to make more money. Mm -hmm. Stupid. Stupid. You kill yeah. it. You kill it for every single yeah. one of us. And also just like... As it's such a, a spit in the face to every wrestling fan. It is. Well, because... And, and the point to, that you're kind of making too, yeah. it's like from a kayfabe perspective, you're like watching it like a TV show. Right. Right? So I believe in these characters. You're yeah. telling me a story. So, I want to believe. So you set up this premise of, okay, you win the, win the Rumble, you can choose who you want, right. and that's every... Like, obviously, it's not the set rule because mm. they're writing it, but like the idea of like, okay, it's kayfabe, you win the Rumble, you the get to choose. The last 25 winners have made the opportunity to challenge for whatever world championship yeah, they, they could would choose, like they could choose whoever they want yep. the, like in like in the 2000s they would line everyone up oh, and you yeah. go and you go which one do you want and yeah. they like stare them down stare yeah. whoever you want down like you got to openly choose no one ever chose the ecw champion but you could choose stunning. whoever you want stunning. stunning um and then this time cody's like i really want you but i can't have you because the rock wants you so i'll go for that one instead yeah and it's like, it just feels so secondary and so, like, you just killed the Rumble. Yeah, you killed the Rumble. You absolutely did. All because of he one doesn't get person. to choose. All because of one person's selfish, selfish act. Yeah. It's all it is. I will never look at Rock the same. Yeah. I, I was already not super Team Rock when he did the punk thing because I thought they did punk dirty. Yeah. And you all felt it like, you're like mm, this isn't great. But this is a, another level. You, you literally just copy and pasted the punk thing into this. It's, it's just a it's copy and paste. The Rock, I don't think, will ever be truly looked at the same. No. By, by true hardcore fan, I don't think anybody will look at it. Because here's the thing, too. Like, even let's dig the PG slant. Okay, that six-year-old who's watching, right? Yeah. He doesn't know who the fuck The Rock is. Yeah. He has no idea who The Rock is. He knows Rock as Jumanji guy. He knows Rock as Black Adam. He knows The Rock as... Name whatever fucking the Tooth Fairy, whatever movie you want to throw yeah, at him. Game right? plan, right from the game. Yeah, exactly. You know what he doesn't know him from mm -hmm. WWE. You know who does who he does know. He knows Cody Rhodes. Yeah, he knows Seth Rollins. He knows Roman Reigns. He knows AJ Styles. He knows Randy Orton. He knows those guys that are there every single week. Those kids look at those guys as their heroes and go, "That's who I want to be like." Those are my favorites. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna bring this muscle bound, steroided up jackass. <laughs> Out here. He's the people's champ. Yeah. For one person. Him and his fucking mom. I'm sure his mom will be a front row seat too. I'm sure that'll take away two seats from some fans too while we're at it. Yeah. Paying 10 grand to get there. Yeah. I just... It's just all bad. And I hope they boo the shit out of it. If that's the way they go and that's the way it stays, if it's Rock and Roman, I hope they boo the shit out of it. Mm. I hope they boo the shit. I hope Philly fan. I Give hope me every that Goldberg, Lesnar. I hope everybody is just the entire time for that entire. Every time they're on television, we need the biggest we want Cody chance. Mm. For the whole. This is Daniel Bryan version two, but way worse. Mm -hmm. Way worse. Because at least Batista came back for a set of, and like worked every week. Yeah. Rock's gone. Aren't you going to be here? Roman's not going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> we won't see them until middle of March. Yeah. It's all bad. After the stare It's all bad. So I'm looking forward to it. We'll kind of keep you guys updated as the as the series of events goes on. Yeah. I'm very interested in seeing this press conference. I hope to God fans can permit, and I hope to God they just boo it every time they go in there. Boo. Boo. Cody comes in. Yeah. They go, boo. Yeah. <laughs> like, can we have another collection of champions like they did that one time with Cena and Orton? They brought all those former world champions in the ring. Oh, yeah. And then they just cheered Brian the whole time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, dude. Yeah. They're like, let's just bring back former intercontinental champions because Cody's never been a former world champion before. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we bring out all the world champions. Yeah. It's where is Cody? Co yeah, Co Cody's Cody's like, like, I'm former NWA world <laughs> champion. Thank you. And Ring of Honor. Yeah. So I, I couldn't even win the world championship of my own company because be I made the stipulation. Because I made this dumb stipulation. Clumsy, clumsy hippos. Awful. Awful. That's all I can say is awful. Looking forward to talking to you guys next week. We're going to be talking, you know, something. When we find out these solidified main events, that's what we'll talk about. 
Yeah, we'll talk about AEW next week as well. Um, yeah, we have Vengeance Day to talk about next week because we oh. definitely didn't preview it. Yeah, it's fine. Because that happens. We don't, we don't need to. It's fine. Um, it might be good. It might be. I'm sure. You know, again, they're doing a great job. We got a lot of people that I'm really excited about. But yeah. when you get Braun Breaker and when the, uh, when the Rock comes out and goes, I just want to beat everybody. How about I got an idea? How about I beat their ass? <laughs> Then I raise my stupid little eyebrow out there, and then I blow my quad for the fifth time. Whoa! Yeah, how about that? Oh, he's got a he's got a U, UFL to run. Yeah, how about I to say? How about I just get the belt? He's got a UFL to run. Yeah, and then I'm gonna shake everybody's hand. Like he he should be president. <laughs> he fucking should be president. I'd vote for him because he's a snake in the grass. That's oh. why he doesn't give a shit about anybody. Just like all those politicians, nobody gives a shit about us anyway. Shit down all oh, throats. All right. Speak your mind. I'm speaking my mind. I'm upset. <laughs> Stupid. He's such an asshole. God, every time that fake ass smile. Stupid. He did. Bald. He did ruin Henry Cavill coming back as Superman. So it hurts me a little every time. I don't want to say that I want to hit him with my car, mm-hmm. but I do. He might like. What if he got hurt during training? <laughs> like just accidentally, like, <laughs> they're going over the match and breaks his ankle. Oh man. Cody, buddy, buddy. <laughs> Remember. What if you go both nights and just be both champions? Huh? Yeah, that'll make you feel better, right? We think. Maybe. No? Fuck ourselves? Fuck ourselves? Oh, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Is that the worst decision we could make? Maybe. Mm, yeah. Anyway, that's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, talking AEW. We're talking more fallout from this horrible, horrible, horrible decision that The Rock is forcing upon all of us. Yeah. Um, lots of stuff coming your way, though. Um, Talk about the NBA trade deadline. Trade deadline. Pistons are not getting Zach Levine. They are not. Because he went, I'm going to Detroit. (laughs) I'm a foot surgery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, that's on the 8th. That's on Thursday. All right, there we go. Good. We got lots of stuff coming our way then. Lots of good stuff coming your way. On that note, though, we'll wrap this episode up. For the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the sad mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.